three. You know what makes women stupid is college. Jesus was not a bartender. Hi, man. Two. You have lost your mind. Long tongue heifers have given me a lot more trouble than heifers wearing breeches. And you know that. Say amen right there. One. Let me tell you something, bozo. They'll be selling frosties in hell for this boy. Put on a pair of pink underwear. Amen. I sucked my thumb till I was 14 years of age. Hey everybody, welcome to the very first podcast of Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast. My name's JC, this is my co-host Nathan. What's up? Man, happy Black Friday. Yeah, and to you too, happy Thanksgiving. I ate a lot, did you? I'm still full. (laughs) It's great. Hey, we are so excited to be here with you for this very first edition of the Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast. And uh, this is just a teaser of what is to come in January of 2020. And uh, we are just two pastors who are both recovering fundamentalists. Uh, we've been having this conversation, Nate, for almost 20 years yes, around we have. this topic. And we just decided a few months back, let's put a microphone in front of us and have this conversation and invite others into the conversation. Yes, so, not just any microphone. No, nice microphone. The best microphone. And we want to thank Sean Whitfield at Whitfield Media Group for letting us use the studio here. Uh, one of our sponsors, we want to go ahead and thank Chattanooga Beard Company. Uh, Chattanooga Beard Co., they have sponsored the show today. And uh, now that it's Black Friday, Christmas is in. You can go down there. They've been taking care of our chin curtains, these beards for quite a while here. And uh, these guys have all the beard products you need. They got oils, they got balms, they have soap and shampoo. If your man has lost his man card, you can get it back for him. At the Chattanooga Beard Co. Matt Patty, he'll take care of that. And uh, we want to thank you for sponsoring the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Hey, Nate, uh, will you do something that is very fundamental Baptist of us, but we have a mission statement. Yes, we do. We actually wrote this. We came up with this on our own. So we we thought it was important starting out to let you guys know who we are and why we're doing what we're doing. Also, who we're not Mm -hmm. and what, what we don't want to do. That's right. So our mission statement is this. We exist to help and encourage those whose lives have been negatively affected Negatively what? Let's start over. We (laughs) exist to help and encourage those whose lives have been negatively affected by fundamentalist legalism in the church and to challenge those who promote tradition over scripture. Mm. That's it. That's it. We're just two pastors. We're just going to be talking about life before and during and after this thing called legalism. So let's talk about legalism. Uh, Legalism, we chose the name Recovering Fundamentalist rather than, we've actually had some people who have offered advice before we even got started up, and they said, you know, it shouldn't be Recovering Fundamentalist. They took that personally. They said it should be Recovering Legalist. Why did we choose the name Recovering Fundamentalist over something like Recovering Legalist Legalist, or Ex-Fundamentalist? It's because I still consider myself a fundamentalist mm, man that's right there we would have the okay, heresy horn. okay hang on one second let me let me rephrase that that's something that's coming <laughs> i still hold to the fundamentals of the christian faith which are which are i believe that jesus christ is the son of god mm. i believe that he was born of a virgin i believe he, he lived a perfect sinless life i believe that he is returning as he said he would, I believe the Bible is God's word, and we can go on and on and on and on. Right. So I walked away from the IFB world, but did not walk away from God, as and as you did. Just for those that are listening that have no clue what our abbreviations are, because that's very insider, IFB, Independent Fundamentalist Baptist, or yes. Independent Fundamental Baptist. Yes, and there's a lot of fundamentalists out there. There's fundamentalism in almost every denomination. Yeah. 
and even non-denominational sure. people. But but in the IFB world, which just so happens to be what both of us were raised in, affected by, and I want to say right up front, there are a lot of good things that happen to us in fundamentalism. Sure. I learned to honor God's word. I learned that it is it is important, that it is our highest authority. So many things that I'm eternally grateful to the to my upbringing and to my father who's an independent fundamental baptist pastor to this day right he he has been in ministry uh full-time ministry for over 45 years i believe he's been at the same church for 20 plus years yeah. so he and my mom are in that world my brother is in the independent fundamental baptist world and i love my family and i love them and i know they love jesus so our goal is not to bash anybody no we still have a lot of friends that are even in there that yes we do are a little hesitant even if you will yeah. let's just be honest about this podcast because yeah. it's like what what are y'all gonna be talking about Which that's our second thing is to not only help but to encourage well that's our three people. areas yeah. we want to help them you know when you think of helping I, I i go back and one of the things that we've always talked about is is 22 year old me sitting yes. at a ifb church wearing a suit every day to the office like just trying to figure out what is the custom what is this idea of what what we're doing here because there was a lot of man-made ideology a lot of uh just legalistic tradition. things that tradition that aren't in the bible yeah but it's people taking scripture and formulating it into structure that if you don't follow these well you're going to hell in a handbasket how many yes. times you heard that you know uh, that you better turn times, them earn, yeah. you know exactly. and so we want to listen so so we want to help that that young person that's yeah. listening right now or that pastor or that individual that's yeah. been in this culture for so long they don't see any way out but they know there's something more we want to help them but we also want to encourage yeah because here's the thing people do not realize about walking away from a denomination or a movement because independent yeah. fundamental baptist is a movement right. and it's still going on today it's a lot less than it used to be but i know a lot of pastors who have walked away from that mm and feel like they don't have a community, feel like right. they don't have anybody, they've been rejected. I know a guy who was at the top of the independent fundamental Baptist world preaching at all the camp meetings, mm. and that's camp meetings are still a thing, and <laughs> he was, he's preaching at all of them, and as soon as he decided, hey, the Bible is more important than tradition, mm. and started preaching the Bible instead of his traditions, he was ostracized. Right. He was rejected by a lot of those people, and he went from having, you know, solid 52 weeks a year he's booked till he doesn't know if he's going to be able to pay his house payment yeah. because he doesn't have any meetings and he's a full-time evangelist so we want to encourage those pastors who still believe the bible who still love jesus with all their heart who are still on mission but they've seen the holes right in the fundamentalist movement and i mean not just pastors but there's missionaries there's people that are out. we we have a friend uh, just this week that i talked to who is a missionary that are is losing support from IFB churches because there's a picture of his wife on the mission field in a pair of pants and they're losing their support. So they come home to try to raise the support. They sit in a mission meeting and one of the questions was, what does your wife wear to bed to sleep in? Like they're wanting to know what she's wearing pajama pants to sleep in. Like that's how kind of crazy it okay. gets when we get into this world. And I know for some listening, they're like, this is stupid. There's no yeah. way this happens. We about to rock your face off with some yeah. of the stuff and that's I wanna, coming. I want to say we don't want to bash anybody, Not at all. but that's stupid. It is anybody who is trying to legislate what some a missionary's wife wears in her bedroom or that's, on the missions field. Yeah, I mean, I personally happen to know from someone who grew up in a world where women wore dresses all the time, culottes, pants. Yeah, yeah, culottes. <laughs> there's a whole there's a word I haven't heard in decades, <laughs> but I can tell you right now that pants are a lot more modest yeah. 
than dresses oh, sure. when you're out playing, when you're on the mission field, when you're sure. running around, when you're doing things. So anyway, that's absolutely so we encourage. We want to encourage those folks that are still struggling, and correct me if I'm wrong here, they're, they're struggling with the thoughts that they're sinning because they're not doing it the legalistic way, if you will, that the church has taught. Here's Bible, but here's yeah. our rules. And they feel like even though... And this is why, in all honesty, we put the word recovering bigger than fundamentalist because innately in us, even in us, after this many years yeah. of being away, there's still that draw to legalism where my first go-to in certain instances is legalism. Like, yeah. uh, I think because it's who I am, but there's people that are there that still think, like my grandparents, for instance, he's been out of that culture, if you will, because he just can't do it anymore. They went, they're going to movies with my mom now. Like He preached so hard against the movie house, because that's Satan's house, yeah. and he feels like he was compromising for so long. He feels like he's sinning when he goes to a movie. You see what I'm saying? The Hellivision. The Hellivision, Holly, yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and how many times have we heard they think they're sinning because they're not doing it the legalistic way that was pounded into their brain? And honestly, that's why recovering is the biggest word, because it is a part of who we are. Honestly, we want to see reform. That's why we didn't use mm. ex-fundamentalist. We want There's to see reform, reform within <laughs> the fundamentalist world because I believe it's time and I want to talk to, I, I want to have yeah. conversations with current fundamentalists on this podcast and say, is it not time for reform within the fundamentalist yeah. world, especially within the IFB? Because I care about that. I was raised that. Yeah. Family members are still there. I've been affected by it. So we, we want to see reform in that. But when we say recovering fundamentalists, I want to make this point. I can't skip over this. We're, we're not saying that in the sense of we're, uh, we're recovering in the sense of that we, we we're snowflakes, right. that we need counseling. We don't suck our thumb. Yeah. So By the way, in the intro, if you heard that and you know who that was, we'll give you a free T-shirt if you can I let us know. I guarantee you people there, know who that was. As soon as that went off, there was four <laughs> or five people going, oh my gosh, I haven't heard that voice in forever. So if you there know who that was no that said doubt. that right at the beginning of the intro, send us in a name and first one will get a T-shirt. But we, awesome. here's the other thing. We want to help. We want to encourage. But ultimately, Nate, we... We want a challenge. Yeah, truth never fears a challenge. That's something I've been hearing my whole life. You learned that in an independent fundamental independent Baptist fundamental university, ba correct? Or it was a college at the time? It so. was is university. Yeah. But the name, why we want a challenge? This name alone is causing tension. Okay. This name alone is making ripples. Yes. Um, and that was intentional. A, a lot of the even the intro is clickbait, if yes. you will, because we 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 understand that we know it. But there are people, like, <laughs> I've been talking to folks that I went to a very fundamental, independent school, and there are things that we say about the college, some of the rules and things that even my wife, who has no clue about my days at this school, when I tell her, she's like, that's crazy talk. But you talk to somebody else that was in this, folks that are listening to this, that are sitting there listening, wherever you're listening right now, you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I've, yeah. I've heard that. I've swam in blue jeans. Like, you know, there's people that I went to college with before I came here. There's a school in Florida, like you couldn't swim with girls. That's called mixed bathing. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. And and you both had blue jeans on. Or and girls weren't allowed. No, girls to wear weren't blue cool odds. <laughs> we had to wear blue jeans and t shirts because you know, did you know that showing your thigh is nakedness? That's what Not I shorts. hear. Right. I grew up. And at the that, school yes. on the public beach there's an imaginary line drawn and you can't go to the girl's side or the guy's side, so, even though there's public out there. Let me get this right. <laughs> Twenty year old J C mm -hmm. in college. Nineteen. 19-year-old JC in college is standing on a beach in blue jeans. Swimming in the ocean. And there's an imaginary line where yeah. all the girls from your school were wearing culottes on the other side. Yeah. And it's the same ocean. 
Mm-hmm. But there, because of the imaginary line, this is what we're talking about: this legalism, is, it's crazy. fundamentalism. There's this imaginary line, and I think the official definition is swimming in the same body of water is mixed bathing. Correct. Which 100%. means you're taking a bath with with a right. girl. Which means you're committing adultery or fornication that's, or that's the thought that's crazy. there's that there's you know and these are topics we're going to be talking hold about. on hold on you said there was it wasn't a private beach no so it's the, public so there are other girls wearing yeah. bikinis oh yeah so how did that make the girls wearing culottes from your school feel well we didn't like, who were you looking at we didn't bother going okay. over there to their side <laughs> so we were staying where we were at but see we're, we want to challenge because that thinking right there is just crazy yeah and, crazy. and unless you were raised up in this you're sitting here going my gosh I did not realize that that was actually a thing. And we want to challenge that. We want to challenge you to ask why. Here's a word. You ready for this? Why is the old time way the only way? Hmm. Why is? Man, I sat at a church a few years back, and I listened to the choir sing this song, Lord, we need a fresh anointing. We cannot borrow from yesterday. And then they turn around and followed that up with, give me that old time religion. I was like, I mean, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. They're talking about new and fresh and then old time religion. And what is the old time way? Why is it that, you know, when we think of that, what does your brain go to? I'll tell you where mine goes. Overalls, you got to wear a shirt, you know, wear shoes and you preach in the old time way, right? Yeah. That, what is that? Like, we're, that's a topic we're going to get well, on. Growing, growing up the old time religion that independent fundamentalist the independent fundamentalist world that i grew up in what they were talking about was the 1900s through the 1950s right which was the the heartbeat the core of the independent fundamentalist movement right and honestly is that really old school because i'm reformed mm-hmm. like i and and i'm not john calvin here <laughs> my if you didn't know jc John Calvin. Yeah, is, trying to be an independent fundamental so, Baptist with the name John Calvin. That was And we're going to do a really fun interview with you for the very first podcast. That's a podcast t-shirt right in, there. In Recovering fundamentalist John Calvin John with my Calvin. face on there it. There you yeah, go. I like that. it. And you've got the beard. Uh, it, people who are going to watch it. this on the stream, the beard is there. So where were we at? Here, I got a little sidetracked. Here's what we don't want to do with challenging. Even though we are going to try our best to not bash. That That's yep. a word that we don't even want to use. We know this is going to rub some people the wrong yeah. way. And we're okay with that. Yeah. We're, we're big boys. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Right. Because we are going to call out and bring to light some of the craziness, the sinfulness, if you will, that's prevalent yeah. in IFB churches. But we're going to be open. We're going to be honest. We're going to be real. We're going to be vulnerable. So, There's a word that you can't be in the IFB church. Absolutely. You can't be vulnerable. Yeah. About life before, during, after the chains of legalism that is prevalent in the IFB world. So let's let's talk about some of the 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 things that we're going to talk about, like some of the episodes that are coming, just to preview what we got there. So the first two is going to be real easy. In January, I'm going to be sharing my story of why I'm a recovering fundamentalist. You're going to be sharing your story. So there's the first two podcasts. Yeah, so. because who we are matters. It's the foundation. And how we got to where we're at. So we're going to talk about that. But we also have some really interesting topics that we don't have to come up with, thankfully, because they were bred into us That's in it. the independent fundamental Baptist world. So Dress code? Dress code. We've already talked about that. Hair length and facial hair. What about music? Oh, man. Uh, dude, listen. I don't know if you're like me. 
when I was probably 16 years old, I realized maybe a little bit younger. I, I loved me some Garth Brooks. Mm, Couldn't listen to music. it though. So I would get my tape and I'd record the Garth Brooks album on my tape, but I put the Cathedral Quartet on there and I'd have all these tapes with all these Southern gospel singers on there. We're driving up one day and my dad pops in my Cathedral tape and it's Garth singing, thank God for entering to prayer. And that, whew, that tape went right out the he window. He threw it out the window. Dude, I had to throw my entire album into the fire because it was hell music. And uh, that, that's crazy talk. Like, I mean, yeah. to think to do that, I lost all my Garth Brooks albums, but we're going to talk about music. I remember the first time that we had drums on the stage in music. It was piano and organ only. Like, I remember when drums came That's in. That's when you ceased to be independent fundamental Satan snares and all that. Yeah, right. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about hair length. Like, you talked about that, but like, okay. the college I went to, so this is a teaser. I played Jesus in the Chattanooga Passion Play for five years. I remember those Back days. when I had hair, I had this nice big curly hair, and Jesus was a whole lot skinnier than this. because You had a nice beard, right. too. And I did have a nice beard, but I had to wear a beard badge. Get this, because at the school I was at, you weren't allowed to have facial hair, but if you're playing Jesus, you can have a facial hair. The three times I didn't wear my badge, I had to wear it everywhere. I got demerits. I think so I'm going to team up Jesus. with your wife on this one. That can't be true. That story 100%. is so crazy. There are people listening. You had a beard badge. <laughs> there are people listening right now that will get on the live feed or the podcast and comment and let you know. If someone that experienced something true. like that, I want to hear about it because I was I did not go to Tennessee Temple University. Was I supposed to say that? You just I did. did not go to the Mecca <laughs> I was of all trying independent not to, but you fundamental. Did. I don't care. I did it on it purpose. Shut down, so that's I just... actually I okay I have to come clean. <laughs> you I, did I went to Tennessee Temple Elementary and High School. <laughs> I actually got kicked out of the high school and uh, chose not to continue my education into the college. But I do remember when you were there. So that yeah. is that that beard is absolutely badge. bizarre. I remember at So Jesus South- can have a beard, <laughs> but followers of Jesus can't have beards because that's worldly. We, we could have sideburns, but it could only go to the little knot in your ear. And they would do it at testing. Like when you would come in for chapel, they'd hold your thumb up. Yeah. And if it was below that, you got demerits. It, it's crazy. I remember I sang the special music at this conference. You remember Southwide? <laughs> yes, like it was like, it was just a bunch of overweight gluttonous. We never talked about gluttony, but it was a bunch of guys that would come in and preach. Come on. And I preached one day, uh, or excuse me, I sang one day with a soundtrack that had drums in it and a pastor of another very predominant IFB school got up and rebuked me from the stage wow. the president of that school got up and said hey no you keep doing it because they were clapping for me at the end it's crazy man i was i made front page of sword of the lord those. you remember sword of the re- lord i remember Bless those days god yeah. it's going to be fun so we're yeah, going to so- talk about that music uh, here, here's one that that we may say for a few podcasts in KJV only <laughs> Oh man, it is authorized sixteen eleven. Amen. So that's that's just some. Which crazy. let me just say on that point, we're going to talk a lot about this. I know a lot of people, including family members, that only use the King James version, and that's and fine. I think it's an incredible version, very quite possibly the best version. I think it's awesome. I don't have a problem with it. Never have. I, test- I stopped short of saying that any other version is. Wrong. Well, I tested or, NIV some, positive. <laughs> How many times you heard that? Some some versions are obviously they they've left scripture, but I believe there are multiple really good versions, and yeah. uh, there's That's some a whole that, podcast some that I, I still don't use, and I may be you and I are not exactly the same. No, because I'm on everything. Quote one. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's so. it. I think when it comes down to it, when we look at it, we're going to be talking about the foundation of what being a independent fundamental Baptist is, and Here's what I've come to terms with over the last 20 years of us talking about this. There's really a few things that it's built on, Bible stories and tradition. We know the Bible stories. We know the tradition. What happens, and you see this a lot when young people leave that circle, that culture, if you will, 
and they get holes starting to get poked into their belief system. Yeah, absolutely. They go away from the faith, and they want nothing to do with Jesus, with church, with religion. They're burnt off. They're burnt by it. Why? Because it's Bible stories and it's family traditions. What happens when a professor at a non-Christian independent fundamental Baptist college starts poking holes in your theory of why you swim in blue jeans? Yeah. And well, let's dig into that a little bit. What do you mean by Bible stories? Obviously, we're not going to be saying on here that Bible stories are wrong. No, no, no. What do you mean? When you take Bible stories and perverse them to make it say something, point in case, I heard Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego my whole life. Because they didn't eat the king's meat or drink the king's wine, they were set apart. That means you got to be set apart. Don't go to movies. Don't listen to rock music. You know, wear blue jeans when you swim. They Don't took a Bible faith. Do what? Don't mix Don't faith. mix faith, right. They took the Bible story that has nothing to do. That's faith of those young boys standing up and saying, we're going to be different. But they took that and made it something completely different. Yes. It's taking your ideology and scripture and making it even. And that's yeah. dangerous. It's very dangerous. Yeah, that's actually what the entire Protestant Reformation was sparked by. Somebody standing up and saying, yeah. scripture alone is our ultimate authority. That's it. So that's but that's I'm, what the church is based on, but when we turn it into tradition or exalt tradition yeah. over God's word or even equal to God's word, there's an issue, there's a yeah. problem with and that. And I had a conversation this week with a man who uh, was having some issues with a, a, a church, like some of the things that they were doing, and one of the men in the church said, here's the Bible, here's our bylaws, they're equal. That's dangerous. Ah, yeah. And you know, it, 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 this, this is where we're going. I'm excited. I don't know what this podcast is going to look like in the next few months as we do this. I'm excited to roll it out because these are topics that you and I have been having yeah. that I want to bring other people in. And so we want you to join the conversation. If, if you're listening and you have a story of a recovering fundamentalist, you've left that. I know I've joined some of uh, some incredible Facebook groups like Leaving Legalism. Uh, there's a group that uh, have some folks that have left either been shunned, if you will, that that's a crazy word to yeah. use, but they've been outcasted. Um, you know, we want to hear your story. Uh, go to our social media, go to our website. On our website, there'll be a thing in January, there will be a tab where you can click and you can either call in and record your story or write us an email and share your story. Because what we're going to do, kind of the format of our of our uh, podcast is going to be, we're going to have a topic for that day, but every show we want to have somebody call in and share their story of being a recovering fundamentalist because we don't want you to just hear from me and Nate. We yeah. want you to hear from people that are listening that because you could take what we say as fact. That's the problem with media these days. Yeah. A lot of people take what two or three individuals say as fact. We want you to hear from all around that this isn't just our ideas and we're kind of like, oh, we don't like this IFB movement anymore. We believe that we've been rescued from this. We've yeah. been set free. I can take you back to the time where I was set free from this and just the, the weight that was lifted, you know? Yeah, and I believe there's some core issues that the whole independent fundamentalist movement revolves around, and we want to take some time to dig into Scripture, and this is one of the things I'm most excited about, JC, is digging into Scripture and looking at uh, why we believe what we believe, why we believe differently from what our upbringing was sure. based on Scripture. I don't want us to stand here and do an entire podcast, one podcast or a series of podcasts no. where we just talk about our opinions, no. logic. I want to talk about what does the Bible say because that's what our faith is based on. So this is just last minute, spur of the moment. And you can believe this if you want to or not. I'm telling you it's true. Right before this podcast, I shared with JC that I want us to have a segment in every single podcast where we talk about 
what God is doing sure. in our lives and what he's speaking to us. So just from today or from this week, what is something God is teaching you yeah. in the scripture? You know, I've, I've just got back from a sabbatical. So as a pastor, the church that I work at, after seven years, they let you have a 31-day sabbatical, a break. That and is awesome. Man, I'm telling you what, I didn't realize how tired I was. I'm yeah. 17 years in. The longest I've stopped was my honeymoon, like five days. So I have rested. I have learned. I've, li- I, I've tried to live listening to his spirit speaking, but I haven't been healthy in doing that. And what we face, even because of our legalistic upbringing, and you correct me, this may just be for me, but there's a tendency to do, 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 and to lead. And we're always drawn to complexity and never to simplicity. It's always towards the mess. And that's because I grew up, my dad being an IFB pastor, Mm -hmm. I'm drawn to, you've got to do everything. You've got to- Performance. Performance. Exterior. I'm I'm losing my kids at home, but my church looks good. I'm failing at home. We're going to talk about that. But you know, this sabbatical really brought to light a lot of stuff. And and vulnerability, that's been the two biggest words. Been reading a book that's been incredible, uh, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and talking about vulnerability and transparency. And uh, Man, it's so freeing when you get to that place. And thinking about this podcast, thinking back to the last 37 years of my life, there's one passage that I go to in a paraphrase, not a not a real Bible. That's um, okay. Yeah. This passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 11 out of the message, it says, are you tired? Are you worn out? <laughs> yes. Check. Yes. Check. <laughs> are you burned out on religion? Check. Listen to what he says. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I'm not going to lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Man, if that verse right there doesn't scream recovering fundamentalist, Mm -hmm. I don't know what does. So that's just kind of where I've been this week. What about you? Well, I've been living in the book of Acts. I am actually, we started uh, three weeks ago into the book of Acts. So we're teaching through the book of Acts in our church. And, and that's something I've been excited about. And the, the thing that captured me about the book of Acts was in Acts chapter one, verse one, where he starts off the book and he says in the first book, O Theophilus, talking about the book of Luke, he says, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. That, that's a profound verse to me because he's saying that the entire book of Luke, which deals with Jesus' birth, it deals with his sinless life, it sin, deals with his death, his betrayal, his resurrection, all the things that, that happened to him in his life. Luke summarizes that in Acts and says that's all that Jesus began to do and teach. Right. So what is he inferring? He's saying that Jesus' message is continuing on. Mm. So you have the book of Acts where Jesus has ascended to heaven. He's sitting on the throne in heaven, but through the apostles, through the early church, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is continuing his work on earth. And here's the thing I love about this. It's continuing with us. It's, right. it's continuing in my life, continuing in our church where, where I attend. It's obviously Jesus Church. Yeah. I know someone's going to jump on that terminology. Somebody just it's jumped Jesus on that. Church, <laughs> but the church is where we attend and where we're proud to say that, that we're out where God has right. sent us. Uh, the work of Jesus Christ is continuing. So he began yeah. to do and teach those things. It, it goes on. Mm. So and, and for 28 chapters in Acts, we learn how it all got started. The first mm. 30 years of the early church. But what about after Acts chapter 28. What's right. going on? That That's where we're at. And that's why we've seen a lot of things go on in the church, a lot of traditions, a lot of corrections, a lot of reformations, a lot of things that have happened throughout history. 
And I believe you and I as pastors, and just as believers, you don't have to be a pastor, but as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you're responsible for how you live your life and the direction of the church as a whole, and especially what's most important to me, how I lead my family. I can't can't hope to lead a church, and you alluded this a minute ago, Mm. I can't hope to lead a church and be successful as a Christian if I'm ignoring my wife and my kids at home. And I also have, I have a wife, one wife, four kids. Uh, me and my wife are about to celebrate our 24th anniversary coming up pretty soon in March. I have a wife and, and six kids. Yes, you do. We have a bunch. How long have you guys been married? Uh, 12 years. That no, 11 years. 11 years. That is awesome. My wife's been pregnant for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> we are done, baby. No more. If there's seven, I'm suing a doctor. Your kids are awesome. That's Your something we'll talk about. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, th- I think something you just hit on that that is another topic is the hierarchy of the pastor. Yeah. as the dictator as yeah. equal with god yeah. in the church no, no elder board no accountability yeah, things just keep coming to mind yeah. that topics that we're going to be talking about we this show could have a million topics that we could yes. hit on so we we got some job security in that that we can talk about it forever Sounds good so i'm excited about it man Looking it's going to be a great show and uh, we want to give some thank yous for a few people uh, that are making the recovering fundamentalist podcast know we want to thank justin knight have you met justin yet i have not met justin, justin. is an incredible young man he has done a lot of work behind behind the scenes on our website. Uh, He has made it possible that this podcast, before any podcast has been out, we are on all major podcast outlets. That's incredible. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn. uh, What am I missing? Google Play. Like Justin is incredible. He's doing our web hosting. So we thank Thank you for that. We want to thank uh, Cowboy Kyle uh, for his help with uh, just conversations about getting this podcast started. He's always willing and ready to listen. Zach Dallas down at Apathy Records. He's going to be editing and mastering the podcast, getting it ready for us. Sean Whitfield at Whitfield Media Group and for the studio and production. And then our host, uh, our excuse me, our sponsor, Chattanooga Beard Co. And uh, all that they are doing and sponsoring this. And uh, we're excited about that. So I'm looking forward to January 2020. And I hope you have a good Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, let's get in here and get this thing going in January. See you next year. It's going to be great. Hey, thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast. We'll see you January 2020. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also, go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your t-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast.